0: Chapter Two of A Little Servant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Little Servant by Grace Livingston Hill. Chapter Two Across the lawn they went together over to the big flower garden, and Esther sat down on a box of seeds. She was very much interested in the spading of the flower-bed and made him tell her why he did this and that, and what was to be planted in the bed. "'Dowell doesn't dig quite like that. He goes very slow. I think your way's the nicest—dowell is cross, sometimes, but Grandma says little girls shouldn't bother.' Then, after a thoughtful pause, "'Do I bother you?' "'Not a bit,' he said. "'Then I'll stay a little longer, because I like you,' she said. "'You are the only one in the world, then, I guess.' She looked at him in surprise. "'Why, haven't you any grandma?' she asked pityingly. He shook his head. "'Nor grandpa?' "'No.' "'And haven't you any mamma? Her voice was full of pity now, and it touched him so he could not trust himself to reply, except by another shake of the head. "'Why, then you're just like me, aren't you? I haven't any mamma here either. She has gone to heaven.' "'Has your mamma gone to heaven, too?' "'What was this young man, who professed to believe in no such thing as heaven, "'to say to this baby's question?' "'He gave a nod which might have meant yes or no, or almost anything else. "'He couldn't bring himself to say anything against the heaven "'which was evidently so real to the little girl. "'Besides, he felt that, baby though she was, she wouldn't believe him if he should. "'But Esther took the nod for yes, and went on.' was your mamma sorry to leave you all alone without any grandpa or grandma to stay with my mamma left me with my grandma and grandpa grandma says she wanted to take me with her only jesus had some work for me to do for him before i went with her and she said I must do it as quick as ever I could, and come to her, for she would be waiting for me. She said I was to comfort Grandma and Grandpa, and, by and by, Jesus would give me something to do for him, and I must be very good and do it well, just whatever he wanted me to do. Then, when it was done, I could come home to her, where Jesus is, and see him. Did your mamma leave some work for you to do?" She paused, her eager blue eyes, looking up into his, confidently expecting an answer, and he did not know what to say. His mother's last words came to him, and kept him from saying no. He stopped work, with one foot on top of the spade, and looked at her. How was he going to answer such questions? He could not bring himself to make fun of them. But the conversation was interrupted just then. A sharp, shrill voice called. Esther, Oh, Miss Esther, Where in the world are you? Come right in the house.' "'That's my nurse, and I must go. She wants to get me ready for dinner now, but I'm coming out again. You are my new friend, you know, and I like you very much. Good-bye.' She was gone, and the young man looked after her with wonder again. She was such a quaint make-up of womanly dignity and childish innocence. The nurse had come to meet her, and in no very soft tone was admonishing her. "'Miss Esther, what have you been doing down in the garden, talking to that tramp? Don't you know you shouldn't talk to tramps? They're horrid bad men.' His face darkened as he listened, but he could hear the little girl's answer in clear, positive tones. "'Oh, no, Sarah, you are mistaken. He isn't a tramp. He is very nice. And besides, his is in heaven, just like mine. And tramps don't have mammas in heaven.' before the little girl had finished speaking there was a softened light in his eyes, and he turned back to his work to hide from himself his unusual excitement. He wondered often through the day if the little fairy girl would come to speak to him again, but his experience told him she would probably not be allowed to come, and his face grew dark to think that he had sunken so low as to be a gardener whose only pleasure was to have the little child of the house come and prattle to him. He worked hard, turning up with the rich earth, thoughts as hard as the flinty stones he occasionally came across, and it was not until toward evening, just as the sun was throwing his rosy good-night smiles over all the earth, that the little friend of the morning came again. She stood in her soft, white flannel dress, her long gold curls full of the dying sunlight, her little hands clasped behind her, a study in white and burnished gold. He was working still, intently, and thinking hardly noticing that the day at last was done, and his work over for a time, until he heard a gentle sigh. "'I came out to say good-night to the sun,' she said. "'I couldn't come before, because I went to ride with Grandma and Grandpa, but I'm coming out tomorrow if it's a pleasant day. I told my Grandma all about you, and she asked me what your name was, and I had to say I didn't know. Wasn't that funny not to know what a friend's name was?' "'Won't you tell me what your name is?' The queer mixture of woman and baby gleamed from every dimple as she asked this question. "'Robert Knight,' he answered. "'And what do they call you, little fairy?' "'My name is Esther Carlton. Grandpa calls me his little queen, but Grandma calls me God's little servant because, you know, Queen Esther was a servant when she was a queen. Do you know about Queen Esther?' "'Well, no, I don't know as I do. What about her?' Why, you know she was a queen, and Hazarus was a king. He had a friend who hated some of Esther's people, and wanted to kill them, and he made the king say they should be killed, and God sent word to Esther to go and ask the king not to kill her people, and it was very hard work, and she was afraid to go, fear the king would kill her too, when he found out she was a relation of those people his friend hated.' but she went cuz god told her to course and the king didn't kill her a bit and he said he would save all those people of hers alive and so she was god's servant cuz she did just what god told her to do have you got a story about your name he slowly shook his head no i think not but the sinking sun had at last finished his course and slipped away leaving only a broad band of gold with a deep crimson thread to mark the place where he had gone out THE SUN IS GONE, SAID LITTLE ESTHER, AND I MUST GO IN, FOR GRANDMA SAYS THE DEW BEGINS TO FALL AS SOON AS THE SUN GETS OUT OF SIGHT. ARE YOU READY TO STOP NOW? Hannah SAYS YOUR SUPPER IS READY, AND MY GRANDPA SAYS HE WANTS TO SEE YOU, AND I WANT TOMORROW TO HURRY AND COME, SO I CAN WATCH YOU MAKE GARDEN. SHE PUT HER SOFT HAND IN HIS, AND TOGETHER THEY WENT THROUGH THE LONG, DARK TREE-SHADOWS UP THE WINDING GRAVEL PATH TO THE HOUSE, SHE CHATTERING, HE LISTENING the grandfather, careful that the darling of his heart should have no evil companionship, came out and talked long with the young man. By and by he went in and told the white-haired grandmother that he was interested in the young man and had hired him permanently, for Dowell was getting old and lame, and had told him only that morning that he was afraid he would not be able to do all the work that summer. So at last Robert Knight had found permanent work nevertheless in his room over the carriage-house he felt not one whit grateful as he thought it over the room was large and light and much more comfortable than the one he had been occupying in the miserable boarding-house the meals to which hannah called him regularly would be deemed luxurious beside those he had been accustomed to having of late and he should not deny a certain pleasure when he thought of the strange beautiful little friend Still he curled his lip over the work he had come down to, as he phrased it, and called God hard and unjust, if indeed there was a God, which last sentence he never forgot to put in. The little maiden was on hand, bright and early in the morning, sitting on the seed-box, a great broad-rimmed hat on the back of her curls, one white satin string in her mouth, and thus she talked eagerly. Queen Esther was always eager. "'Mr. Knight, there is a story about your name.' "'You didn't know it, did you? "'I was telling my grandma about you, "'and how you didn't know any story about your name, "'and she said that perhaps you were a true knight, "'and if you were you had a story to work out. "'Then I asked her what a knight was, "'and she said it was some one "'who was sent out to do a brave deed, "'and she told me a beautiful story, "'but a knight who went out to catch a wicked man "'and shut him up in prison "'so he couldn't do any more harm.' "'Are you a knight now, do you suppose?' The young man felt almost happy that morning, despite the rough clothes and the work that he hated. It was so pleasant to have a companion to talk to him. "'I'll tell you what I'll do, Queen Esther,' he said. "'Queens always have knights, and I'll be your knight if you let me.' "'My knight!' said Esther. "'And what would I have to do?' "'How could you be my knight? "'What do queens do with knights?' "'Well, I don't actually know.' said he. You'll have to ask someone else. Then I'll ask my grandma. She knows a great deal. She has a caller now, so I can't ask her yet. But when we have our lunch, I'll ask her. Won't that be nice? And then the talk drifted into gardening. Little Esther had a great many questions to ask, and wanted to try to spade some for herself. So he held a spade for her, and she put her little white hand into the great round handle." And one small kid's shoe on the top of the spade, and pushed and pushed with all her might. Her hat fell off, her face grew very red, and the curls blew into her eyes, but still the stubborn earth would not give away. Well, well, well what are we trying to do now? came a cheery voice from the shrubbery, and there stood Grandpa, watching and laughing. Esther came down from the spade, her face still very red, "'Oh, Grandpa!' she said, anxiety and disappointment in her face. "'I can't do it the way Mr. Knight does. "'The spade is too big. "'When do you think I'll be big enough to use a spade? "'I want to make a garden so much.' "'You want to make a garden? "'What do you want to do that for? "'Isn't there garden enough around here for you?' "'Oh, but, Grandpa, it isn't like having one all your own, you know, "'that you made yourself.' "'What would you put in your garden if you had one?' "'Flowers!' she said quickly. "'And what would you do with the flowers?' he asked again. The bright eyes wandered around amongst the shrubbery, as if in search of an answer. But suddenly they came back to his face, so sweet and earnest and expectant. "'I would give them to poor sick people who didn't have any at all.' Grandpa looked at her kindly and said, "'Well, little queen, if you want to go to making garden, I'm willing, but you must have some tools that are not so large and heavy.' Would you like to go into town this afternoon and get a little hoe and shovel and wheelbarrow? Esther's delight knew no bounds. She danced and clapped her hands. She rushed to her grandfather and kissed him again and again. You may ask your friend here to show you how, and you shall plant just what you want in your garden, he said indulgently. So behold, the next morning Esther came to the garden, wheeling before her a little red wheelbarrow, and in it a wee hoe and shovel and rake. Robert Knight had orders to show her how to work in the best way, and to take all the time necessary for it. He began to like his work, with Esther beside him every morning, and more and more the afternoons, when he was alone, would be filled with thoughts of how he could get up some surprise or some new work for the little maiden. "'My grandpa says,' she said one morning, "'that kings and queens make people knights, and then give them some great work to do. Some of the knights were sent after such silly things.' but you are my very good knight, so I will have to send you after some great and beautiful things. Besides, you know, I'm God's little servant, and I must give you something to do that will please him. We'll think of something nice, Grandma and I, but now you can wait a while, can't you? You might have to go away from me if I found something for you to do right away, you see, and I don't want you to go away yet. You can wait, can't you? If I'm God's servant, he will show me something nice to send you after, by and by.' He assured her that he would wait as long as she pleased, but it gave him a strange feeling to think he was expected to do something to please God. He didn't believe in God, he told himself, but there was no need to tell this baby so. End of chapter 2